Hey guys, this is uh, JT here. Alongside me is Ryan Big O'Regan. Hi, how you doing? I know this is a little uh, different than your normal Film Yap weekly production screening, uh, but obviously we've gone ahead, we've done this little thing, and we've done it for Scott and Robin so they can take the day off. Um, <laughs> and by the way, Scott, Robin, thank you for letting us do this. Merry Christmas to you, if we haven't said that already. Happy New Year, at least for me, because I know I'm not going to be able to see you. Maybe he will. But, you know movie theater calls well, yeah we, we, i saw that from you so uh we, uh we were i think there was plans for a new year's eve party but i guess uh like i saw your schedule it's like yeah he ain't making that yeah no going up to lodi after 7 p.m christmas eve and then having to come back to the movie theater to work at nine in the morning that's um not conducive to drinking and or driving so it is but, what it is but either way, and I actually, I was going to come in and be all mean, like, oh, we're taking over, we're going to rule over this, but now now Ryan set it up to be all nice, and so I guess I got to be nice, too. And... Oh, no, no, we can take over for an hour, but I mean, <laughs> at the hour, we will just like, by the way, sorry, you know? I'm sorry. No. Exactly like BP did on the South Park, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 No, but... uh yeah, Scott and Ryan are off this week. Uh, I don't know what's going on with next week's uh, f- yeeks. That's a new word, yeeks. I don't know what's going on with uh, next week's podcast for a film yet be there because uh, I actually will be away. I'll be checking out MAGFest in uh, National Harbor, Maryland, right next door to Washington, D.C. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, I kind of blew out an advertisement on the last uh, film yet podcast which is a grand video game slash music convention all the way down in, as I already just said, National Harbor, Maryland. And uh, it's going to be, uh, it's one of my favorite conventions to go to as just a guest, just walking around. The the whole entire area is just like a little, uh, what, do you, what do you call that? tour? It's a little tourist section. And then inside you have this giant hotel slash convention center, and it's just going to have a giant arcade in it, a giant dealer room selling nothing but video game merchandise, tournaments. Oh, uh, Austin Creed, a.k.a. Xavier Woods, is going to be there from Up, Up, Down, Down slash WWE. So essentially you're just pretty much going to be nerding out for the whole day. Oh, yes, just nerding out the entire time but but not to the point of like a comic-con where you're going to be like bumping elbows every five seconds uh my hope is not that that's one of the things i've been doing fan conventions for maybe just over a decade now and you get those new york comic-con slash san diego comic-cons where you can be in a giant convention center and still feel claustrophobic Mm mm-hmm and then you go to those much smaller ones, and I love those ones because you get the one-on-one time with a lot of the same geeks, and you just chat and build connections and stuff, and it, it's great. And yes, uh, Magfest Magfest falls a little in the middle, but I like it. Oh, are you doing a little heart sign yes, I'm there? I'm doing a little heart there. Yes, because it, it, it sounds Can it sounds pleasant. <laughs> oh, senpai, no, no. <laughs> no, it sounds nice. It does sound nice. It's just I, I wish I was into video games as much as you were, only because time doesn't allow me to really play a lot of them. If anything, I'm more of a YouTuber in that respect because I'll just watch people playing and I'll watch the game grumps i'll watch jacksepticeye i'll watch markiplier i'll even go to continue if i want some old school stuff <laughs> but i as for actually getting to play anything the only thing i can say i've honestly played ever since the last time we actually had an episode has been Fortnite. that is honestly the only <laughs> thing i've been playing and while it was fun it gets repetitive it gets old after a while and even with this new update there was like nothing with this new update nothing with the battle pass that i actually cared about gaining there was nothing i wanted to work towards nothing i wanted to win so it's like at that point the game kind of loses its function because if you're not really gaining anything from it there's no reason to cut paste repeat well i'm gonna be honest with you i have not played fortnite yet i did download it for the nintendo switch right but uh it's it doesn't seem like my type of game and it is it me or is it starting to become very polarized where there are some, there's a humongous audience who loves it, but now there's a developing audience who despises it. I don't know if despise is the word, but I think at this point, after six seasons, or well, seasons, or uh, seasons, year, yeah, basically they've run two seasons a year, more or less. But Wait, it's a video game. How how is it seasons? Well, because there's like a there's like a 
underlining story goes that goes along with it. Basically, it's just a matter of events that happen to the little island and the people that fight there. So either it's you know superheroes or it's alien encounters, and they just had the uh, the Halloween uh, the dark side version go on of, over the fall, and now we have like this big old iceberg that just slammed into the island, and now there's all these like Christmas oriented uh, things going on, and uh, I mean. I get the cleverness of it, but then at this point, it's really starting to wear thin where it's like, what the hell are we supposed to be expecting? What are we looking forward to rather than then just finding little itty bitty ways of gaining money off the people, whether it's <laughs> buying the battle pass or buying skins or getting just the monetary stuff. So this way you can spend it on things that ultimately don't help you in the game, which is nice there's a nice little divide there where it's like, okay, so it's not a pay-for-play sort of thing where it's like the people that spend the most money are the ones that are the best players. You know, it makes everyone an even playing ground in that sense. But it's also nothing that I want to spend my money on. Not right now, <laughs> right now the big thing is wraps for the guns. Different uh, wraps, different, like, gift wrap, but different uh, styles to decorate all the guns that you get to pick up in the game. What do I care about how the gun looks? I care about how it fires, how it functions. I don't care if it's red, blue, or turquoise. Well, that, that seems to be the big thing about uh, Fortnite. It's uh, the the big things about it are the little things. Like, it isn't when the game first got big, wasn't it the dances that really caught everyone's attention? Yeah, and even then, now people are suing over it. They're suing over the dance. Yes, because copyright infringement. What? Well, okay. So the thing is. People are making money off of people buying the dances because it's not, you know, something that's inherently always there with your character. You have to buy the individual dances in order for you to use them. And you do that by using the V-Bucks and you get the V-Bucks by spending money to convert to V-Bucks. So while they're making money off of certain people's intellectual properties, obviously the people that invented some of these dances that they're using for the characters aren't getting anything back. Case in point... Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, uh, for his Carlton dance. Yes. And his unique approach to the dance, all movements have been used for the dance in the game. So it's not like it's just one part that could easily be done by anybody. It's the whole routine. It's this dance moving to this dance, moving to this dance. That's the Carlton. It's kind of funny. I've never heard anyone talk before about copywriting a dance well i'm sure it's something like you know michael jackson probably would have done it for the moonwalk at some point but how many people have done the moonwalk over the years you know have you ever heard him uh like try to sue someone like oh you're doing my routine or something? no but i mean to be fair michael jackson had more money than god at that one point so i mean i don't think he was really concerned about whether or not people were making money off of doing his dance not to mention not everybody was able to do the dance as well as Michael Jackson did. True. But here we have a video game that is almost pitch perfect exact of what Carlton Banks did on the show. But do you do you think that if they put the moonwalk in the game, like Michael Jackson probably would have at some point sued him? Do you think uh, even at, even though he's now uh, passed on, his estate could always do it too? Do you think his estate might sue? It's possible. I mean, it kind of stands to reason that maybe they were fearful of something like that, which is why they didn't have a dance like that so infamous at the beginning of the game when it launched. I mean, they could have easily added it in by now, but why haven't they added that one as opposed to some of the others? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> maybe they aired on the side of caution thinking, okay, well, that's Michael Jackson. We're not going to touch Michael Jackson. But Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro, who gives a shit about that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who. I guess anyone watches Dance in the Stars. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, uh, Anyone who still watches uh, America's Funniest Home Videos? Well, there you go. I mean, it's it's always somebody that you know maybe could use the revenue and maybe isn't gaining anything from it. So well, I don't blame them necessarily for at least trying. Whether or not there is such a thing as trademark on dancing, as opposed to like music and movies and all that sort of stuff, I don't know if there is. But certainly an interesting thing to find out and we'll see how it goes in 2019 and how it goes with the next update or if there's anything that's going to be done prior to the next season of Fortnite. so but as aside from that the game itself 
it's fine for a time waster, but I just can't invest myself like other people do. Nah, I'm, and, and you know what you were saying? Like, I wish I could get into games like that. I, I, even I don't. I like the culture. I like the people. I like the culture of it. But I, I can't really get into the game. Yeah, you know, especially with YouTube. You, you watch your Markiplier's, your Jacksepticeye's, and you feel like even though you're not playing the game, you know the game, you're watching other people. I'm a big fan of Dead by Daylight, but honestly, I've only played three matches in my entire life. Well, see, that's the but, thing. I, but, I can understand that because you look at something like Markiplier. Markiplier, at the best, the times I enjoy watching him is when he's interacting with other gamers and they're doing some sort of communal game. Like... Mm -hmm. Something like Dead by Daylight, or even just Uno. <laughs> the last few Uno games that Markiplier has put up with um, his two friends, I forget the names of them at the moment, uh, the one that's Lord Minion 7-7 or whatever, and uh, uh, Musky Scrum, the one that's the, you know, the bigger guy. I forget their names, because I, I really should know them. I really should, and I apologize if any of them ever <laughs> happen to watch this. And they're like, that guy doesn't know who I am. I am Wade. sorry. Wade? Yeah, yeah, okay. Wade and, and Bob? What is it, Bob or Rob? I don't know. Bob. Rob, I thought it was Bob. Bob, maybe, maybe. Wait, wait. Yeah, Wade and Bob. Wade and Bob. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Wade and Bob. Sorry, Wade and Bob. Because <laughs> they're ever gonna watch this. Yeah. But you, know, you never know. You never know who's watching. I got. I gotta mention this recently. So, uh, it looks like Macaulay Culkin is making a bit of a comeback. Uh, and and the first thing I kind of saw with them. Is he ends up like this is a guy who's been very uh he he's been out of the spotlight for so many years. He'll come up once in a while like, Oh, I'll try this movie and this seems like an interesting idea. But normally he doesn't do stuff. And then recently, excluding the uh the Google commercial, which I'll bring up again in a minute, he showed up out of nowhere on the Angry Video Game Nerd. And it's just like Really? Yeah. Why are you and who would have ever pictured uh, Macaulay Culkin just showing up randomly? On James Rolfe's uh, show. Oh, I mean, the only thing I could think of is maybe it was like an anniversary of the original movie. Like, maybe, is it the 30th anniversary or something uh, like that? 35th? No, the movie came out in uh, 1990 or 1991. No, 1991. So it's it's still a few, like, 2016 uh, was like the 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. And 30th anniversary will be 2021. So I don't know but, why this one all of a sudden. Yeah, but. but I mean, like it's it's you know what it kind of is. I I I don't know why I kind of that got me on kind of a Macaulay kick. Like I haven't really noticed this guy since I was twelve years old. Let's check some stuff out. Um, and he's he, he realized just what a normal per. Well, he's not a normal person. He's yeah, Macaulay no, Culkin. I, <laughs> going but, back to Michael Jackson, he used to sleep over at the house. All right, yeah, that's not a normal person. But. You know, he, he's into these things like, oh, really? Like, he's a giant Chris Jericho fan. He's a angry video game nerd fan. And we're talking about, well, like... Well, then, then, then that's oh, why Mark, he got on the show, Mark Markiplier would never watch us. But, you know, then you got a guy like uh, Macaulay Culkin who's sitting there watching the angry video game nerd. Well, but and, to be fair, angry video game nerd has been around ever since the in initiation of YouTube. Prior, prior to YouTube, really. So, th I mean... This is true, but, I mean... It's still, it's one of those things that, you know, anyone could watch at any time or listen to you anytime. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't know how it'll happen. For any stories for that, that end up watching us one day. For for that though, Markiplier's never going to watch us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if I, you know, send him a clip every so often, you know, who knows? But if I become <laughs> that then, annoying and fan. And then you'll get that restraining order eventually. But I will be noticed. <laughs> I will be noticed. Okay, okay there, stalker. Um, <laughs> like, I'm really going to go ahead and, like, knock myself out here and, like, uh, put myself in the public eye just to go ahead and get arrested. I'm smarter than that. Okay. Or am I? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and on uh, that happy note. <laughs> no, I, I was really in the Macaulay kick recently, but uh, moving on from that. Um, oh, we were talking about video games. Smash Brothers came out just uh, two, three weeks ago now. <laughs> Another game that you have no idea about. Well, I mean, I played like the earlier ones, but as far as like anything from the Wii on, I never really got into. So any of those versions, I never really got myself immersed into any of the newer characters. As far as I'm concerned, my base characters are still Kirby and Captain Falcon. <laughs> That's what I will play regardless of what version. 
I would change up those characters. Uh, Why? What's wrong with Kirby? Uh, he's not as powerful as he was in 64. That's fine. You know, it's, it makes him a little more balanced. But you can't tell me, like, the Falcon Punch isn't still as powerful. There are more powerful, though. But, the, the, well, you know what's cool about the game, especially now that they can do uh, online updates? Mm-hmm. They balance the characters out. So they always try to get them to where they're not too weak or too strong. Actually, I've been a Sonic player since 2008. Okay. And he's been, like, one of the weakest characters since 2008. Well, he's been one of the weakest game characters, period, since 2008. But that's um, neither here nor there. <laughs> maybe closer to 2004 on that one. but 2006. Yeah, he's got a movie coming out. Yeah, I and it doesn't look good. It's not looking good. I swear to God, I thought that that poster was fake. I like, <laughs> I thought it was fake, and then on Christmas, I went to the movies and I saw a giant blown up in my movie theater. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> the, like... Just the the games on Sonic. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. It, it borders on creepy pasta at this point. It's just a little concerning. It. It's like I don't want to see the rest of Sonic. I really don't. My my, I hate to say this, but my concern, if they go biocular as opposed to Una Eye, like he's had, <laughs> and they actually try to make it look like a legitimate mutated animal, like the Pokemon movie. Oh, our Ninja Turtles when they tried to update them for the Michael Bay version. Just why? Why can't video game characters just stay like video game characters? Why do I have to be transformed as if to fit in our world? They're not supposed to fit in our world. That's why they're in their world. Well, you know what they got to do? They should make it like they did in that one uh, fan comic where it turns out those are just a pair of giant glasses they use to protect themselves <laughs> when he ran really fast. See, that wouldn't be so bad. At least it would make a little bit more sense as to why the brow works the way it does. Because <laughs> the brow works like there's two eyes, but there's obviously just one. So I... Science, but yeah, yeah I see. Yeah, science, the science of Sonic the Hedgehog. He doesn't even have the right sneakers on. You, start, <laughs> you see those those old school like little red like oh yeah uh, Converse yeah. kicks. No, I, maybe may, maybe that's what was bothering me the most. Something was off there, and it was like maybe it's the shoes. It, it, like the Nike promos used to be. It's got to be the shoes. <laughs> All right, not not these trademark. You know, you're gonna tell me with as fast as he runs these. Base sneakers are going to be adequate enough for that, as opposed to something that's maybe out of this world. No, we have to keep it real, so it's got to be a pair of Reeboks because you know franchising. You know, no, no. For, do we know that? Do we know if uh, Reebok or Nike or someone actually? No, but you know somebody's going to try to kick in on this. You know <laughs> someone's going to. That's how they're making the damn movie. They're probably getting the funding from Big Shoe. All right. So you're like a knock at uh, Reebok's headquarters and like, who is it? Sega. <laughs> Coming. Don't even get about that. <laughs> All right, I don't want to see like a you know bonk a movie when like ten years and he's gonna be rocking some kicks. You know, no, he goes barefoot. All right, he's a caveman. He goes barefoot. I can't even. I can't even think on that one. <laughs> I lost I, my I mind. Love bonk. I couldn't oh, get okay. past Sonic. <laughs> and that's the thing, Captain it's... Caveman, in a pair of Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And his, and his uh, little kid son is gonna have like the little light up shoes. Oh God, no, no, we don't, we don't talk about the little kid son. He he doesn't exist. He was he was never real. We don't talk about Flintstone kids. <laughs> they well, never existed. But but they did. No. They they were pretty much on the same time as the Sonic cartoon. You know, <laughs> Sonic exists. They don't. Wow. Neither does Yo Yo Yogi. Jeez, man, you're just killing <laughs> off all the children. You know, actually, when I was in kindergarten, I remember them playing the drug episode of Flintstone Kids. There was a specific drug episode? It there wasn't was that a, uh, Cartoon it, Heroes? No, no. It was a specific episode of Flintstone Kids that they played for us in school. It's like they were trying to give drugs to uh, to young Freddy. No, man, that's not cool. Or something like that. Yeah, but like every episode had something like... Every show had some sort of drug-oriented episode. During the 90s, because that was just dare. That was Barbara Bush. That was what happened. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I don't I don't say that. But that that's the one that sticks out of my head just because 
I remember them uh, shoving that one down my throat. See, that that didn't even stuck with me. The one that stuck with me was like Tiny Toon Adventures with the alcohol episode. The alcohol episode? Yeah. It's like Buster, Plucky, and Hampton all found like a bottle of beer. And they all got drunk off the one bottle of beer. They just kept on drinking it. And like one sip, like, did you in already. And then before you know it, they're like walking around with like coats and shirts that are half opened and ties that are all the way down and hats because I guess they had to look like grown-ups and they ended up getting in a car and careening off a cliff and dying. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, like some of that sounds familiar, but not not too much. Yeah, no, they, they, they went like full on, you're going to die. And they actually killed them. Oh, God. How, how did they come back from that? It, it's a cartoon, you know? The, the next <laughs> yeah, but... episode, they were fine. But I mean, so they just killed him, and that was it. And, and they, they went up to heaven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because alcohol, not even drugs, alcohol, just a beer, one beer between three people. Now, any serious adult will tell you, one beer between three people does not an alcohol make. All right, you, if you're not like doing like maybe three beers, one person, that ratio, eh, maybe if they're low tolerance. We know a couple of low tolerance people, it might work. Well, it's in the same degree where those drug episodes where you had a cigarette and it was the same as like being high on meth. <laughs> yeah, that's like I'd say people like in cartoons, they'd have like a cigarette and then after like five years, they end up with like green skin and all taut and everything. And it's like, no, 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 that's meth. That's not cigarettes. That's meth. And meth looked even better than some of the cartoon people because at least the cartoon people had all their teeth. <laughs> I saw no missing teeth on those meth head cigarette people in the cartoons. So I don't know what they were trying to get across because nothing was accurate. Uh... Not that I know this much about meth. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But I can only assume. Well, you know, meth is hell of a drug. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> and you would know why. No, no reason. Mm. Um... But anyway, uh, do we even bother getting back to video games at this point? Because now let's talk, feel, about, let's, talk about Saturday, let's talk about Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Saturday morning cartoons? Ah, uh, very very real. Well, I mean, we've talked about Saturday morning cartoons Have before. We? Yeah, I think so. On a previous episode, we've talked about how you know obviously they can't be done anymore, and there's all these other cartoon network sort of things that. You can look towards if you really want that, just so you have it like on Netflix or Hulu, so you can stream it for your kids and keep them occupied for like a week and a half, you know, stuff of that nature. True, I I do love though, like just like how they they're making arcades now for adults, like barcade and mm -hmm. stuff. There are some people, not quite legally, but they are streaming online every Saturday morning old school uh, cartoons from like the eighties and nineties. I've seen that sometimes on YouTube, yeah. And like for as many times as you'll try to watch it, then the next day the site will be like closed or <laughs> shut down or blocked or whatever. It's as if they didn't have the rights to actually show those cartoons. But see, <laughs> at this point now we've gotten into like a whole different scape where cartoons are also being made for adults as opposed to children. Like some of the best shows that we've had this year have been cartoons geared towards an adult audience just as much of a kid audience. Mm -hmm. Like, you look at uh, the what just recently came out, She-Ra the, and the Princesses of Power. I liked that show. It was a good show for what it was. It harkened a lot back to the old, um, you know, He-Man, She-Ra era. But everything was kind of modernized. The characters were a little bit more, I guess, dynamic as opposed to just a cookie cutter. Oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're good, but you all have the same body type uh, like you got in the old one. But... You know, and I talked about this on uh, an episode of Film Yap. Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching She-Ra until recently as well. I, I've only caught the first five episodes so far. But literally, it just... I'm sitting there watching him like, this feels wrong. Like, there's so many cartoons out there now that are, as you say, for adults and stuff. That didn't feel like one of them. It's like, this is a kid's show. I'm watching a kid's show. Right, but if it's an innocent kid's show, that can be geared towards adults. Like, it's the difference between, like... When you're an adult and you're watching television, there's the stuff that you would normally get on, like, TGIF Fridays on ABC. And then there's the stuff that shows up uh, 10 o'clock for, you know, Wednesday nights on NBC, you know? It's a certain dynamic. I don't, I don't, this didn't feel like a hardcore show, though. This didn't. No, no, it didn't. This it, was still the family-friendly ABC stuff. 
Yeah, th- this feels very yeah. ABC family yeah. friendly. Now, if we're talking like hardcore adult animation, <laughs> then we got to talk about like Big Mouth. Yeah, and I have not even touched that show. Oh, I've touched it. I, I've touched it plenty. <laughs> it's a, and moving on. No, no. Well, I mean, if you watch the show, you'd get the inside humor there. But no, Big Mouth is a great show. And you do need to watch both seasons. And I, I like John Mulaney, but uh, the other comedian, uh, the lead of that show. Nick Kroll. Yeah, I don't like him at all. I don't know if you necessarily need to like the people and other stuff they've done. Because here, everyone kind of just has like that same... Uh, juvenile mentality so i mean if you don't like how he does that sort of stuff as an adult maybe you'll appreciate it knowing that he is being a kid and he's just kind of coming of age with all that i i there's so many things me it's one of those things i'm just like i'm stubbornly not giving a chance but it's like i don't like the animation style uh, from what I know of the story, it's not the type of story I would want to sit there and watch. I don't want to watch someone going through their embarrassing puberty years. It's what? It's like any other coming of age film that you'd see, like mid nineties or something like that. Uh, not my movies. Oof. Well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not dissing the show. I'm not saying, oh, that's an awful thing. But oh. okay, we're good. <laughs> I'm not saying that's an awful thing. It's just that I don't think it's something I want to watch fine fine but then okay so if not she-ra which is more kid oriented and not big mouth which is more adult oriented where do you draw the line what do you watch say in that genre and mind you we're not counting anime because anime is its own no, 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 thing. No. um funny and i don't know maybe maybe this is right on the border too uh i watch a lot of steven universe but as as kitty as that show is, it doesn't really feel like I don't feel like a little kid watching. I feel like, OK, I can understand these characters. I can get into the story. I don't feel like I'm watching a kid show. I'm 33 and I'm watching a kid show. I'll say I didn't feel that way with the other stuff either. But OK, Steven Universe, I can understand, although I felt I'd say, very way, much that way with She-Ra. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd say with Steven Universe, it definitely feels like okay i get what you're trying to say here giving it towards kids well with the uh sexual innuendo that counts as dancing you know i mean come on, come on. we know exactly what they're doing when they're dancing and fusing together yeah it's yeah. it's supposed to be a show that's in but you know what the funny thing and i always harp on uh steven universe for one thing what? always try to give a positive message always try to give a positive message you know what the one thing they actually made fun of was freaking new jersey <laughs> oh yeah when they were traveling and they went to the hotel and everything yeah with the father i even heard new jersey's good sometimes <laughs> my dad got sushi in the at the rest station Mother, i don't know mother i forgot what the original comment was but it was like oh what's those angry people down there oh that's just new jersey we i'm told to stay away from there <laughs> something like that yeah that which by the way where are they supposed to be from if they're traveling all the way to Jersey and New York. I have no idea, but there was another episode where they were in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so they've got to be like somewhere East Coast beach-wise. Yeah. Maybe Maryland? That is... Delaware? Yeah, that's right. They're they're on the ocean. Yeah. So yeah, they, so yeah it would have to be somewhere in the nearby area. And they have their and, own and, like, well, little And if walk. they're looking at... If they're right near the messy area of New Jersey, which is that New York area... Like then they have to be like north somewhere North Jersey. So you think they're more Connecticut, Maryland? If you know what where they are feels like a Rhode Island, I I would say Rhode Island. So you're telling me that Rhode Island has both Steven Universe and Family Guy? Yes. Yes. You, you, you don't find <laughs> something messed up about that dynamic? Well, Rhode Island can't have both. <laughs> No, no chance. Maybe they're like, we want to clean up Rhode Island a little bit. Here, here's some Steven Universe to, <laughs> to, to mesh with that family guy uh, stigmatism. And yet, there. mind you, what do we as Jersey have? Oh, Kevin Smith, uh, Sopranos, uh, Jersey Shore. I'm talking currently, currently. Currently, what do we have? Exactly. We still have Kevin Smith. He's not dead yet. No, not dead yet, but even... The stuff he's filming now is still more LA based, like Hollyweed. That that is true. Um, hmm. What does and I, Yoga I swear, Hosers was definitely Canadian. I swear I've seen some Jersey stuff recently. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Come on, we Jersey we had, getting shafted. 
Jersey has so many stars in it, and so many things have been made here. We're right up against New York City. It's, We're the birthplace of cinema. I keep saying it, but no one lends a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edison. Hey, we, we're currently recording this from Edison. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> Came in alive, Thomas. <laughs> but, um, no, I'd, I'd say there's still stuff going. And actually, don't we now have the film credit, so there is more stuff being produced here? I imagine that we have that now, but I don't know if it's something that got enacted immediately or if it's going to be enacted as of next year. So hopefully 2019 is a bit different and we have something to work with. But as far as any characters that we can gleam off of right now, it's just characters that have either been killed off and Tony Soprano has been killed off. I don't care what anyone else says. Well, yeah, they proved it. Yeah. So we have people that have been killed off or people that are from Staten Island in New York, but come down here to party and mess it up. Or we have Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. Oh, we can, most of us can relate to Jay and Silent Bob. I think our group is very Jay and Silent Bob. So yeah, can, well, can, can you I'd really... say of, of the three circuses, we're in the viewer skew circus. Yes. But that's all we've got. We haven't had anything new since, you know, early 2000s. Well, where where is it, Ryan? You're, you're a filmmaker. Where, why aren't you uh, making this stuff? Well, once I actually start getting the money in 2019 with all the film credits <laughs> and everything, then maybe I can do something. But as of right now... You got an Indiegogo page? I will. Indiegogo page. Is it Indiegogo or is it Indiegogo? I, I Indiegogo. Two Indiegogo. goes. Indiegogo. Every time I hear Gogo, I'm thinking of like Gogo boots and stuff like that. Perfect. Like, just uh, like a view a beautiful Joe somewhere going India go go baby, <laughs> pervert. As I'm here taking my Christmas candy cane, just licking it. Oh, um, so uh, we are both pro wrestling fans, and you just kind of remind me of something. Have you heard? Maybe I did bring it up on uh, a previous episode. Have we ever talked about being the elite? No, no, no. That's new. No. Mm-hmm. Ha- have you uh, have you ever watched Being the Elite? Do you know anything about it? No, no, I do not. No. All right, so let's talk about that. So, <laughs> so Being the Elite is a YouTube show made by a group of pro wrestlers, which include the Young Bucks, um, which are Matt and Nick Jackson, uh, Cody Rhodes, formerly Stardust from the WWE, uh, Kenny Omega, one of the biggest wrestlers right now in New Japan pro wrestling. I believe he's currently actually their world champion. And uh, actually a set of other wrestlers you probably would have never heard of before, but I've fallen in love with them through this YouTube show. One is named Hangman Page, who mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know who to compare him to. It's like, if, and, and God rest his soul, but if Test were good. That's, that's where Hangman Page reminds me of a little bit. Wow. And, and, uh, and Marty Skrull, who, mm. who the is. The villain. Yeah, the villain. He, the it he came up with such an amazing gimmick he is just like a british villain pro wrestler and it it works out amazing and i think he's the breakout star there unfortunately he's uh so here's the other thing about being the elite uh that show became so popular they were able to do two separate things the first one is they created their own independent wrestling pay-per-view they just decided or, or no it was uh, dave metzler saying no one these days outside of the WWE can have a show that can fill 10,000 seats. And Cody Rhodes went, I take your bet. And that was all in. Yes. So being the elite created all in and the promotion for it was all that YouTube series. So that YouTube series plus uh, some of the stuff they're doing in New Japan, the stuff that they were doing on ROH helped build that show. Um, the storylines they ran on there, and actually I'll get back to Hangman, Hangman Page here and mention another wrestler, Joey Ryan, also known affectionately as the Dick Wrestler. Yes. <laughs> the man who will flip 20 men in a row just by gyrating. So uh, in the storyline for Being the Elite, Joey Ryan is killed by Hangman Page, but no one knows about it. So the big storyline is who killed Joey Ryan and hangman just being very guilty about it it finally comes to all in where i was not expecting this i I was actually there was two big promotionals for all in there was this and then nwa and the lead singer of smashing pumpkins billy corgan is he was doing his nwa stuff and his nwa stuff during that time the build-up of 
uh, Nick Aldis and, and am I saying his name right? The the current champion, Nick Aldis, and Cody Rhodes was so amazing. I actually sat down with my mother, who is not a pro wrestling fan in any sense, but we're watching this, and she even she, it built interest in her watching All In and that match because it was such a good promo. So you converted <laughs> your mom. For, not fully converted. Not mom, fully right? converted. She, I, I think past that match, she didn't care. But, you know, uh, luckily, I did not watch the show with her because that <laughs> that's when, after Hangman Page won his match, because, again, Joey Ryan's dead, Joey Ryan was revived in Undertaker fashion, but with a Joey Ryan twist. Instead of, pictures of this. Instead of Druids came, coming out, and I shouldn't say the word coming here. Um, it was just a whole bunch of people coming out dressed as penises. So it was penis druids. And, druids. And Joey Ryan comes to the ring. He does his shtick to Hangman Page. And then the druids drag out Hangman Page to the back. And I'm just like, I'm so glad I did not watch this with any of my parents. <laughs> That would be like the most embarrassing thing in the world. Now, since then, has there been much with Joey Ryan uh, no. being revived? Uh, he's. I think he's just back to doing his thing. I haven't heard much about Joey Ryan since that time. So no more penis druids? Not to my knowledge. Because, I mean, if it were me, I would personally appreciate them going full Undertaker with this. You know, just constantly have uh, Joey Ryan's uh, demonic penis powers. You know, like, <laughs> like well, you know, uh, instead, that... instead of lightning crashing down to the ring, just have like you know, no, spritz no, of... no, don't finish that, don't finish that. Water, <laughs> okay. White water. God damn it! <laughs> just hitting the no. ring. Oh gosh! Instead I... of people like. Falling through the ring, at some point the middle of the ring just I, rises I like and rises and rises and becomes an obstruction. Oh dear God! <laughs> I, I I led us to this conversation, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, you did. You really this did. This is my fault, oh. I, and I'm very oh. Very sorry. And if you want to crucify, oh them, Jesus Christ, he's still talking. Just a simple <laughs> cock and ball sort of like cutout that you could nail somebody to. Uh huh. And you know, put it on a wheel so you flip it up and down, around and around and around. What? Well, I mean, it just looks funnier in either direction. You don't have to have it in one, just one position. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I am so ready to move on. I regret this. I regret all of it. Damn you, Joey Ryan. But, all right, so... See, he... this, this points out the significant difference between you and I, JT. I hate to say this, but the big difference between you and I is that I have no problem being perverted, whereas I feel like you have a problem being perverted. Yeah. Yeah. That, nah. that, that is the ebb and flow of our relationship. It, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm not prudish. It's not like, oh, dear God, no. No, but, but you're probably more sensible. I, I'm not someone to make a, a five minutes of a podcast towards it. Yes. Oh, you think I can only do five minutes? Oh. oh no! I know you can do more. I'm stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on the topic. Oh. Actually, so we're gonna stay on all in, but we're gonna move away from Joey. Which, Ryan. by the way, all in. Just okay. Enough said. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so the the success of all in though uh, has led them to go. Well, we could do more with this. And whereas everyone else, including myself, has been, we should do another show. Another show would be great. Uh, they're going a route which uh, I'll give my opinion on in a second. The thought is they are going to create their own brand new wrestling promotion. Which I've heard, yes. I don't know how much of that's going to be, you know, successful because yeah. we've seen people try to build promotions before. And while something like Ring of Honor has done fine, something like Impact has really fallen to the wayside. Well, here and here's what I where I'm seeing the problem. One, uh, well, I'll talk about the positives first. Just because I'm a positive guy. I can be a positive guy. So you got the people who made this Being the Elite show, which has been massively popular. And they're going to be the ones running the show. So they'll probably wrestle a little bit, but they're mostly... I think they're going to be doing a lot of the storylines and stuff. 
You do have people like JR and Ket Chris Jericho attached. And more importantly, the actual owner of this is going to be the owner of the uh, of the Jaguars football team, who are, I think it's the Jaguars. Whoever, whoever hold, on, the hold on, first you're saying Jaguars, which is getting at me. Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. I don't know. My last name is McGuire, so I screwed, I screwed that for years. <laughs> I've always I've always taken Jaguar in my last name, and I just replaced the M with a J. Uh. <laughs> I know. It's, you get but anyway, here that that's that's my annoyance to you. Yes. How I screw up words. Um I I forget who actually owns the major uh football team in Florida, but that's the guy who's gonna run. He actually ha- is richer than Vince McMahon, so that's the thought process. You have a guy who does have the money to put into it and wants to invest and go further. But my problem with this and um as, and actually, what you were starting to say here, we've seen it before. We saw TNA. TNA had a billionaire uh, behind it, too. And it, they didn't really know how to run that promotion. And I think the model that they had was a great model. Team up with ROH. Team up with NWA. Team up with New Japan. You're not going to take down a WWE at this point. WWE is pretty much like five or six promotions split up under one company banner. They're... There's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and they'll probably be expanding beyond that at some point. Um, I think recreate the indie system. That is where I think it should be. And with this, no, they, they kind of they threw ROH to the wayside, in my opinion. They threw NWA. They're doing a ROH and NWA are teaming up for a giant show in Madison Square Garden the night before WrestleMania. And I think the biggest draw of it was the elite. But now the elite is gone. Now that draw is kind of diminished a bit. But see, now I have to think about something like, say, uh, Lucha Underground. How is it that Lucha Underground can be like so many seasons in and still be thriving? Is it, though? They, they've lost a lot of people. Well, they keep losing people this way and that way, but they keep gaining people this way and that way, too. The same people just seem to either work outside of the WWE circuit or they end up in WWE and get caught there like a fly in a spider's web. Right? <laughs> Come here, I mean, look, Ricochet. Well, that's the thing. You look at the people <laughs> that are going to the, say, NXT UK. They are personally making sure that they get people cherry-picked to sign under WWE, and that stops them from doing the indie site. Yeah, and, and here's the other problem of going to the WWE now. I, I believe if you're a pro wrestler, don't go to the WWE. You are going to get no camera time you're gonna get near no promotion you'll get some money and it'll be nice but it's not gonna help your career in the long run if you're for at the wwe and sitting at home with a thumb up your butt uh i i always look at zach Ryder. like zach is never gonna get past where he is but he's he was making doing so well on youtube he was doing fine on his own independently but the problem is now i've i've watched him a few times i've gotten more used to his personality and that he wants to be a pro wrestler. He doesn't want to do the YouTube stuff. And he's not going to go back to it. Um, he's doing the podcast now, but like you're only going to gain so much attention with a wrestling action figure podcast. Yeah, we and, don't have action figures, but I mean, we're we're kind of we're doing a podcast too, and and, and let's be honest, their podcast probably gets more listeners than this podcast does. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, we are. <laughs> we try. You know, we we have good hearts. We try, damn it. We try. Is there anyone listening now? No? Okay. Well, anyway. we did triple our viewership. Well, quadruple <laughs> now. So we got four people watching. Hi, all you people out there. But <laughs> basically, we're just going ahead. Talk- well, okay, fourth person left, so screw you. But <laughs> the thing is, we're just trying our best and getting ourselves out there and doing what little we can with what little we have. Much like those independent franchises in wrestling that are going ahead and trying to do what they can with what little they have because right now they have little they have only just a small bit that it can build off from but you know as they team up you know you're you're uh united you're stronger and that's like the nwa was great that was the most promotion that the nwa has gone in i don't know how many years maybe 10 15 years but they needed help they obviously needed help if they had just done it by themselves would we even care but you know cody dropped drop the belt uh he's going to do this all elite wrestling with the rest of them and you know i i haven't nick aldis is a great nwa champion but i haven't really been paying attention 
uh, Billy Corgan promised like, oh, the next the next challenger is going to be great. And the next challenger was uh, Billy Corgan also promised a reunion a did, few years back. So I don't want to hear about <laughs> Billy Corgan. But what, what, who was the challenger? It was a former WWE guy. The I, you know who I'm talking about, right? Which one? The, the real American. Oh, Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. Yeah, we the people. Yeah, so Jack are the only ones watching. Jack, so it was Jack Swagger challenging. It's like congratulations, you got a WWE guy that no one's paid attention to in how many years? Yeah, not but, even when he was on WWE. Not even when he was champion did anyone give yeah. a damn. Cody Rhodes built up the interest over a period of two years since he left the company. But you that's see, why that with, worked. Even with that, even with that, if there wasn't a Bullet Club, they probably wouldn't have given Cody as much attention. No, yeah, you have to hand it to Bullet Club. Well, I ha- no, I have to hand it to Cody because Cody just he he wrote a plan out and he knew he was going to be successful. Like Bullet Club helped, but that was just part of the ride. If he didn't have Bullet Club, he would have figured something else out. He's, he's just and actually, I'll say even more than the Bullet Club, it wasn't the Bullet Club so much as it was the Young Bucks teaming up with the Young Bucks. I think the team of mm. him and the Young Bucks have been gold. Well, yeah, Young Bucks is like the best tag team out there that probably most people haven't heard of. But you know what got me into watching Being the Elite? It's not just like, oh, this great tag team. They got a YouTube series and they make jokes. It it was Cody Rhodes going up to him and saying, fuck the revival. (laughs) And just randomly saying that every time. For those of you who don't know, the revival is a tag team that you can find on WWE. Sometimes. 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 Uh, when they're not being trounced by Lucha House Party, which is uh, another uh, Af- uh, Hispanic American trifecta, but okay, well we're talking about wrestling and uh, the what was it the Lucha Party or whatever it's called Lucha House Party Lucha House Party. Okay, tell tell me this. Here's the other reason I don't like WWE. Uh, amongst uh, many of the reasons, but yes, it, nothing makes sense there. Wow. The, these are these are good guys. These are good guys who triple team two man tag teams and then the good guy announcer the guy who cheers all the good guys and and the people of the light or however you want to promote them he's like well you just don't understand how a lucha house party works like you you just can't move with the times they're triple teaming remember why the uh why the fabulous freebirds were bad guys they were triple teaming people that yes. was an unfair advantage. But to be fair, the revival has always been shown as a bit of a heel tag team, so it doesn't matter how badly the odds are against them. It's but at that point, if for Jr. in that case, would Jr. be talking about how the revival are despicable and how they're cruel and how he wouldn't want to deal with them in a back alley? No, Jr. Are, are we talking about how his barbecue sauce could work on some tacos? No, no, no. Are, we, are, how would he <laughs> would he also mention that like how the triple teaming uh, good guys are the way of the future? I'm sure if it was because uh, Michael Coleshore thinks I'm that. I'm sure if it was the New Day, they probably would. Yeah, but you know what? They started as heels. Yeah, but the heels didn't work as well as the face now. Yes, it did. And but you know, even then, they don't really. And they, technically, they started as faces, then turned heel. Then became feasible. They again. do f- they do freebird rules though. From my understanding, the Lucha House Party actually has all three men at the same time. If it's done under Lucha House Party rules, right? Doesn't mean they wouldn't abide by freebird rules if necessary. But okay, let me let just, me ask you this: basically, the smaller guys. Remember, remember so you can Raven? Do all three at once. Remember Raven in WCW? Every match with him was a hardcore match. Yes. Remember he was a villain. Yeah. Yeah, he was a villain taking advantage of the system. The, with a gang of people and removed all rules from a match so they could all cheat. But it was also hardcore, so I mean, the purpose was to draw blood. But they were villains, and that's my point. Because, because villains draw blood. Yeah, but no, no, no. My point is they're villains, and as villains, you can get away with that because that's what a bad guy would do. A good guy would fight the good fight. A villain would take advantage. Tell that to John Cena. John Cena always fought the good fight, and he still got booed. Yeah, well, and he also cheated a lot. In fairness, oh, so, shots fired! Shots so, fired against Cena. In fairness, Ooh. so did Hulk Hogan. When he was Hollywood Hogan or just regular Hogan? Regular Hogan. When, when did he shoot as regular Hogan? A lot. All like, right, we're talking like early years, right? Remember when he threw uh, uh, dirt from the urn in Undertaker's face to win back his title? 
Well, he shouldn't have brought the dirt in the first place. They aren't supposed to be empty. Yeah. But, I mean, the vil- he that's still a villainous move. Or I'm what, sure he got what about what Fuji, though. What about when he got eliminated from the Royal Rumble and then uh, after he should walk to the back, instead he grabbed uh, Sid Vicious and ripped him out of the ring? Well, that was Sid Vicious. Yes. So yeah, as long as you're not doing it to a face, it's fine. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. <laughs> yes, it does, obviously. No, it just it doesn't make sense from a storyline's perspective. That's that's a villainous act. Now, and I won't say that like we don't cheer villains time to time. I was a giant Steve Austin fan. CM but but at that point in time, it's like, well, the rules aren't working, and you need to send a villain in. But see, but but it's it's a difference between the all American good guy, unstoppable hero, and Steve Austin, the person working up from beyond underneath the system. But see, we're beyond that now. We're beyond good and evil. Everything no, is gray. Everything is no, gray. No, we're not. We are all you, dogs that are colorblind. Don't, don't drink the Kool-Aid. That's, that's the I wouldn't know if I'm drinking Kool-Aid or not. Because I'm colorblind, I can't tell if it's red. <laughs> it's gray. Exactly. Oh, God damn it. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Be yeah. that as it may. <laughs> all right. So, let's... Stepping away from wrestling for a minute, right. since we are doing this via film yap, I do think we should end off with a little film talk. We should. Since we've done we wrestling should. and animation and all this other stuff in video games. So, since it's been six months, we've had a lot of movies come out in that time. Uh-huh. And there is one gripe that I certainly have about movies that have come out since. Okay. The new Halloween was lame. I'm, I don't care if you liked it. It was lame. It was such a departure and such not a departure from the franchise that I could care less if they make a sequel to this movie. So where would you place it with the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and a remake of Friday the 13th? See, placement-wise, at least I could say that Freddy tried to be Freddy regardless and Jason tried to be Jason, regardless. Now, were they anything that added to the franchise? Not so much. But at least they were true to their characters. Were they, though? More so than Michael Myers was in this reboot. Okay. See, but he's a 60-year-old man now. He would be crazier. Right, but he would still have some sort of stock. Actually, he'd be 60 or 70. That's the other thing, too. How's a guy who's in his set? That, Michael Myers is not supposed to be supernatural, and if I recall right... This new Halloween was supposed to bring him back to his roots. So is he, he's just like a crazy 70, 80-year-old man now. But he's still got superhuman strength. Not even the superhuman strength, but the fact that he just goes ahead willingly killing anybody as opposed to having the obsession over Carly Strode that she, he was supposed to have in the first film. That was the whole purpose of Halloween. It wasn't a mass murder. It wasn't a slasher. It was a stalker film. It was someone obsessed with her and her friends. And that's why those were the only people that were killed. Her and her friends. This Michael Myers just goes ahead and kills anybody that gets in his way. It's more Jason Voorhees than Michael Myers. And Mm. for that, it takes me completely out of the realm of thinking, oh, this is a Halloween movie. It just happens to be on Halloween. That is the only connection I see. And nothing against the whole storyline about, oh, it's 40 years later and they're still waiting for him to get out. Have you not moved on with your life after 40 years? Like, 20 years. When they did It's Halloween. almost as if he were insane. No, I'm talking about Laurie Strode. Oh. All right. Now, I can understand if when they did Halloween H2O. Were you expecting him to go Sarah Connor and just like break into the asylum to kill him? At this rate, you might as well have. It would have made for a much more interesting story rather than her just waiting 40 years for the one Halloween for him to come back, which, you know, of course happens. And then she still doesn't seem fully prepared for it. Yes. For 40 years and you still can't get it right. Shooting you, at your windows. daughter, the granddaughter, all, the whole family line. You know, they all just think you're a kook. And essentially you are. Um, like I'm saying, Halloween H2O. Halloween H2O, I think, was a better reboot or a better sequelized series to the first movie than this current one was. Because 20 years after something like that happens, I could see how in that, in that moment, in that movie, Laurie Strode moved on with her wife but still had problems. She still had some sort of nagging feeling that he was around. And that's, you know, it was only 20 years 
which seems like a lot of time, but it can still gnaw at you. And yet you moved on, you're dating Mandy Patinkin or whoever that was that she, she was talking to during the movie. The one that had that CBS show, I forget his name. I didn't actually watch the movie. <laughs> I don't know. But but then at least you had a little bit more focus on where Laurie was and killing the kids that got in your way because they were connected to her in some way or fashion. This? Absolutely not. And you're expecting me to think that the man he sees the grandchild, he automatically connects, oh, that's Laurie's grandchild. Let me follow her to Lori. No! No! Michael Myers is not that smart. He is a big, dumb brute with an obsessive complex. And yet we're making him out to be this all-entited evil that, you know, the doctor becomes so obsessed... Well, spoilers. The doctor becomes so obsessed with the Michael Myers mentality that he ends up killing people himself just to know what it feels like. To know what Michael was doing. Why he was doing it. Why he desired to kill Fuck you, dude. Just, ah, just so much that made no sense for a Halloween film. That could have been any slasher and it would have been fine. But no, they go ahead and they try to capitalize on the franchise. And now they're definitely going to make a sequel considering how much money it made. Regardless of how many people were disappointed by the film. And uh, it irks. It's Halloween. <sighs> Sorry, you, I'm ranting. You, you ever hear like, it's Chinatown? It's, it's it's Halloween. You are Jack Nick. You, you are not Jack Nicholson. Not Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. You, you are not. You are not. You are not. <laughs> no, See, you, I'm, I'm you, you, stuttering. No, you would be Jack Nicholson in this case because he was told this. Wait, who told it to him? Uh, one of the detectives. But he wasn't a detective. No, he he was pissed off that the uh, that the character he was trying to protect and it doesn't died. Matter, it's Chinatown. And he go- <laughs> there you go. To, to head back to wrestling for one second. It doesn't matter who said it. All right. Well, I'll, we're, we're wrapping up near the end here, but I'll, I'll mention one thing. I have not seen this movie yet. Actually, the last movie I saw was on Christmas. Uh, Spider-Man Entered the Spider-Verse. Now, that was a good movie. I liked it. Yes, yeah. that was a good movie. That probably the best movie that I've seen this holiday season, I would say. I, I don't know if I really want to watch it again. It's... Some parts dragged enough that I'm like, eh. but there are certain scenes that like I want to watch that scene again. I want, especially the introduction scene for each one of the Spider Men. I thought that was I clever. loved it. Yeah, that was definitely well, clever. especially be, well, you know, and part of the reason for that is because there's been so many Spider Man movies over the years, and you've heard the same story <laughs> over and over again. That at the beginning when they say it, it's like, okay, we get it. Like that's kind of cool. Yeah. You just wrap it up for us and move on. But then later on, you get another one of the Spider-Man, and he tells his version. I'm like, oh, oh. But that's kind of the running <laughs> gag of it, yes. Yeah. That everyone has some sort of uh, they all have their origin, backstory, sorry. and yet they're <laughs> you, similar but different. Even like uh, uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, darker uh, 1930s Spider-Man, uh, yeah. Spider-Man noir, who uh, was just like, wow. that's Shoot a people pre- in battles, not just that. No, that's a, that's a pretty tragic backstory. What the prowler? Yeah, that that was that's that's a bit much for uh, Miles Morales. But I mean, we even got a taste of that in Homecoming. Like, I, so who knows if that's going to play in somewhere along the line? So might as well have that backstory told at some point. But you know, uh, I don't want to spoil the movie, so I won't. But let's just say a certain character dies, um, and that character I don't think died in the comics. But at least not in I don't know in Ultimate. Ultimate was a weird universe, like. I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe. I think it might have. Because, again, everyone has to have that tragic backstory. And I don't think it was simply the fact that Miles was taken over for Peter Parker that would do it. I think he needed something else to spur you on. Which, for a Spider-Man, usually means a death. You know, regardless of who it may be. But I really wanted to go ahead and see where they go from here. Now that they also had, like, spoilers alert, there's also a Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, I I love the ending scene, and uh, I, I had uh... for the, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, there is a slight spoiler, although it doesn't really add anything to what happens to the movie. Yeah, so we we could spoil it. It's not. I don't. I think it was a bit of a. But the thing is, this is part of the character. Well, you know himself. what happened he has this ability. as they're referencing it, and they say they're. If you're a comic book fan, that's the only way you're gonna get like a ooh moment mm-hmm. to it. And the minute that it was like we go into this, and they're like, "Well, we're in the future." Like, okay, there's only one Spider-Man this can be. It's going to be 2099. <laughs> well, I mean, I especially like uh, Spider-Man 2099 because he's an Irishman to an extent. <laughs> so, uh, you know, much props to the O'Hara's. <laughs> but the thing is, the whole uh, realm uh, multiverse jumping aspect, 
that's part of Spider-Man 29. He has that as his thing. So, I mean, it's not really too much of a spoiler to say, hey, Spider-Man 2099 pops up at some point because if you're talking multiverse, he has to be a part of it. Him and, I guess, technically Gwen Stacy because she has a little bit of that ability too, more or less. Even though you don't really see that in this movie, in the comic books, she does. So, those are the two main people that are going to be hopping back and forth. And if they do do a sequel, I hope he's in it. I hope she's in it. I'll go as far as to say... I want superior Spider-Man in the next one. Yeah, you're not getting superior Spider-Man. Why not? We already got a Mrs. A, Doc it, Ock. I mean, why it, not superior Spider-Man? Because it's a villain. Is it really? Is it though? Yes. Is it though? He He's a villain. And you know he's still around too. He's now in the comics. He's got uh, Spider-Man's, a body of Spider-Man's, but just his arms back. Right. Yeah, no, that's fine. I I, I think it would be pretty cool to see Spider-Man with the mechanical arms and all that. But and that, still that got to me because I don't think she was actually in the comics. I do know there is a female uh, Dr. Octopus. If there but, is oh, crap, one, I am, it would have to be in the, the I guess I am universe. giving a bit of a spoiler here. So, yeah, ignore me. There's, there's no Dr. Octopus is the same as you've always known him and no other gender or anything like that. You are so bad at this. <laughs> so bad. I think so. you've started it, sir. <laughs> yes, but I acknowledge it. I will say, I will say, spoiler warning or something like that. I will brief it, but you to, mentioned it. Regardless, <laughs> if you're going to talk a Spider-Man universe, there has to be the same characters eventually in some aspect, although slightly altered. Like uh, obviously, uh, you had uh, Gwen Stacy. She had a lizard, but it was Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there was a goblin in the uh, Miles Morales universe, but it was the big hulking monster type, not the guy on the glider. You know, but it was still there, Norman just... Osborn, which is kind of kind of funny. Yeah, so but, there's always going to be something there of these particular characters that are just going to be altered. But I, I have a feeling this was tried to maybe boot up uh, Miles Morales as a main Spider-Man, and I have a feeling more it's going to go into more stories with him, which I don't mind because I like him as Spider-Man. I was actually kind of hoping after Secret Wars was over that they would have a retired Peter Parker. He might become... Mm. here. If I can just go on one comic book rant, and then I'm going to be done. He um, says that, but who knows how long the rant's yeah, going to be. We'll, we got to wrap it up, because we're, we're near the end here. And he's got bed. Uh, yes, I got bed. Everyone got a bed. Well, <laughs> except for homeless people, and I feel sorry for you guys. I don't know what wow, I'm talking about went anymore. so dark with it. <laughs> and during the holidays, too. My God. Uh, well, I, I do work in New York City. Ugh. Okay, yeah, you see it more than I do. But still. But, so anyway, going to the comic books. Uh so there's two characters who they kind of retired for a bit, but we knew they were going to bring back. Uh, that was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, well, they didn't really retire Spider-Man, but I'll get into that in a second. And uh, they did retire Wolverine. Wolverine died, and they made X-23, the new Wolverine. Right, right, right. I was really hoping, especially with them bringing an old man Logan into the universe, make old man Logan the main Logan, make him a mentor. So you still have Logan there with all his backstory. But then the brand new uh, X Laura X twenty three is now Wolverine, kind of like the next Karate Kid. Yeah, and and I I was ready for her to be Wolverine. Uh, she was she was for twenty years the person to the mantle. And the same thing with Miles Morales. He is, I think, the per- perfect person to take over for Spider Man at that point. Um, I think from a character perspective, I think uh, Miss Marvel kind of t- took the uh, the character all kids want to be at this point. But My- Miles Morales was a perfect switch over for Spider-Man. And I was expecting like, okay, they're merging these universes. They're going to make Spider-Man rich. Why don't you just make him the rich guy and no one was aware that he was ever Spider-Man. But he's aware and he just kind of helps out miles from afar with you know all the money he's got it could work i I, but then i feel like miles morales with financial backing just kind of takes away from who miles morales is well that's what spider-man is right now in the uh in the the cinematic universe he's he's got tony stark there uh financially backing him with the super spider suit which, if you see Homecoming, he gave up to a certain extent. And took back again. Out of necessity. Uh-huh. Which ended up getting dusted anyways. Uh-huh. And as far as I know, in the next movie, 
he's back to the old suit. Uh-huh. Although slightly altered. Uh-huh. Which, to this extent, I'm not sure if it comes after the event. He's getting financial backing from a rich superhero. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Look, when you got Disney money, all right, you do what you can. It works, though. But that's, we're talking Sony thing. money here, all right? Sony doesn't have that kind of backing. No, they don't. Look so, at what they did with Venom. Look what they did with PlayStation. Look what they did with PlayStation Classic. That's awful. But that's a story for another time, ladies and gentlemen, because we have reached Jeez, the end so here. Much hate. <laughs> but, uh, again, this is a brand new episode of JT and Big O. Um, Filling in for Film Yap during this holiday season. Uh, we will return again, as we kind of said last time. Hey, we did return, technically. but One uh, more time before the year ended. But uh, 2019, we will come back. Well, actually, I guess I should have that conversation with my partner at some point off air. But we we do depends on whether or not we can do it here or somewhere (laughs) else. But yes. But yes. So uh, thank you again for everyone who listened to us live. And uh, you'll be able to get this episode on all our different uh, media on Facebook or Facebook video, SoundCloud. I'm not calling it Internet. I'm calling it Facebook that the worldwide Facebook. Uh, (laughs) Now you sound like somebody that should be too old doing this. Yes. I'm 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 going on the Facebook, you know, all the different sites. I'm the old millennial. All right. Well, with that said, we will return soon, ladies and gentlemen. Please follow us on our Facebook page, JT and Big O. Uh, We also, I think we had a Twitter at one point, so that will be coming back. Uh, My social media, of course, is uh, VideoGeekJT. You can find that on both twitter and uh instagram and of course twitter and instagram for me you can still find under real ordeal as well as the real ordeal entertainment page for anything i don't do with jt not that i do that much without jt at this point but still if there's anything that pops up and again check out film yap uh we should be returning back soon i think we'll be i'm not sure if uh we're hosting a show next week i will actually as i mentioned i'll be away at magfest but who knows uh robin and scott may do an episode without me. Or they may call me <laughs> in. Who knows? You know, because I've been known to be the gap filler at some points here and there. The gap filler. That's your new nickname, the gap filler. I've got so many <laughs> nicknames, man. It's like the big O, the gap filler, just lots of innuendo. Yes. All right. <laughs> With that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Again, Merry Christmas and a happy 2019 to all you all. Hope you enjoy it.